This is Monstras. of Monstras, a podcast dedicated to Latin American and Latinx horror, folklore, history, and all things weird. I am Brenda Salguero, and with me today is Orquidia Spooky Morales. <laughs> How did you know my middle name? I've never told you. <laughs> <laughs> I took a wild guess. Yeah, it's a really good guess. <laughs> Although it's in Spanish, so it's Espooky. Espooky, yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah. And by the way, Espooky... Um, What's it called? Um, the TV show? Oh my god. Yeah, the TV show, Los Spookies, is back. Just FYI, people, please watch the show. It's amazing. It's so good. I still need to catch up. I never finished season one, so I am uh, very behind. <gasps> you have to. You have to. It's so good. It's so funny. My favorite character is um, Andres. Andres is just ridiculous. <laughs> I need to, I need to pr- go back. I need to go back El and go Principe de Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't caught up on that one and what we do in the shadows i'm still <gasps> behind i know it's offensive it really is are we even friends anymore <laughs> no i'm just kidding yeah no it's fine it's fine well, i mean yeah it's great yeah it'll it'll you know what i will watch them before we record again no just kidding we're recording again <laughs> <laughs> don't make any promises you can't keep i'm definitely gonna try to watch them uh, okay, but okay. Yeah. Welcome Good. everybody to our October episode where we go on tangents yes. to talk about horror shows. <laughs> yes, happy Halloween, mm. Halloween month, woo! It's spooky month. Uh, but the topic t- for today was actually suggested by a listener, so we're really excited to be talking about duendes today. Duendes! Yes! And before we even get started, just FYI, quick announcement at the top of the episode instead of at the bottom. We do have a store, a merch store with merch in it. Um, so if you all, it's linked up in the show notes of the podcast. So please, 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 if you are interested, I added, um, I forgot, I didn't realize I didn't add prints. And I was like, oh my God, I need to add prints. So I added prints. Uh, so people, if want some of the designs that we worked really hard with artists on, please, you know, go ahead and buy some. Yay! People have been really liking us. them um, or commenting on them when I've showed it to them. So I highly recommend y'all go shopping online. Yes, it's really great. Yes, and it supports us and it keeps us going and it keeps the podcast going. So please, 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 if you can, that would be great. Anyways... Let's get into the episode about duendes. So, for the episode today, we're talking about a cryptid. (laughs) (laughs) Calling it a cryptid, a little duende. But the dictionary actually has another definition for this duende that we wanted to share too. So the term is traditionally used in flamenco music or other art forms to refer to the mystical or powerful force given off by a performer to draw in the audience. The Spanish poet Federico García Lorca wrote in his essay, Teoría y Juego del Duende, or Play and Theory of the Duende, that duende is a, quote, power and not a behavior, a struggle and not a concept, 
Nowadays, the term appears in a broader range of contexts to refer to one's unspoken charm or allure. End quote. That is interesting. Yeah, I. So it's like saying someone has like charisma or the was it je ne sais quoi. I guess that's the blend, yes. especially for performers or artists of some in some way have that special charisma. Interesting. So having duende is having some allure, allure or charm. Ah, uh, that's so interesting. Okay, so now for our our own definition of the duende, according to the Merriam. Webster Dictionary, the word duende refers to a spirit in Spanish, Portuguese, and Filipino culture, or folklore, sorry, and literally means ghost or goblin in Spanish. It is believed to derive from the phrase dueño de casa, which means owner of the house. And duendes, the cool thing about duendes, and I've heard, I grew up with duendes for a little, like, um, I, I think I remember Duendes for a little bit. Were you like, like Snow White up growing up with the seven dwarves? Yeah. No, I did grow up with Duendes. <laughs> yes, in that way. <laughs> they raised okay, me, actually. Yeah, they raised that's me. That's very sweet of them. <laughs> I turned out fine. It's fine. Some, it's fine. some would argue Just you a... didn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Screw you. Um... <laughs> this, this is what happens when you're raised by Duendes. <laughs> I know, you're just rude. You're just a rude person. So, duendes can be found across Latin America um, as well. So, uh, you know, out in Latin America, besides like Spain, Portugal, and, Philippine, and the Philippines. So, from El Salvador to Mexico to Belize and Bolivia, to name a few, most countries actually have stories of small or short creatures that are playful and little tri- little tricksters. <laughs> They're tiny little hands. I know. Doing, doing, doing bad things, doing crimes. Um, <laughs> That's what they say when they're going around, too. They're like, hey, we're, we're doing crimes here. We're doing crimes. Um, <laughs> so, traditionally, the duende is described as a small man. Sometimes, sometimes he has pointy ears. Feet and feet facing backwards, which again, another creature. I I want to make a chart almost of all yeah. the creatures that because there's so there's so many that have that, and I imagine it's other crazy. cultures have that too. Tons of different cultures, so it's just interesting. I wonder if there's a uh, there's a higher incidence of those kind of creatures within Latin America versus the rest of the world. Like, what is the amount, right? Yeah. Ooh, we need to do but, a study. Monstras, oh, Monstras doing some qualitative and quantitative work over here. Yes, let's start a lit review. Okay. <laughs> oh. Be all fancy. <laughs> um, but going back to the duende and what he looks like. So he usually has a beard, although in some versions he looks like a child. Uh, there are a lot of regional variations as well. So we're going to share some stories uh, of sightings that we found online, and then we'll talk about chaneques, uh, which is a specific type of duende, and then we'll c- conclude the episode with a surprising and odd connection for all of you. Ooh. That's right. Um, <laughs> and I'm excited for the surprise connection, because you haven't read it, have you? No, I haven't read okay. it. I haven't read it. I've read um, uh, a big chunk of the of the. Uh, if people don't know or people know, maybe Orkidia is doing like the bulk of like the research, but I read it 
I read it. I, I edit no, some I, of it. I know you do. That's not why. <laughs> no, I'm not saying to you. I'm saying to like general oh, okay. audience. But I edit. I help. Um, just so that we can differentiate between like the Monstras After Dark, which is on our Patreon, where we don't actually edit or see our work beforehand. And then we tell it to someone fresh. And this, I know, but I did not read the last part. Okay, though. good. No. I'm really excited for the surprise. I was really hoping you wouldn't read that part. Okay. I probably did and just forgot. Okay. Because my Even better. Even <laughs> better. <laughs> so a little bit about their behaviors and sightings. Um, in Chiapas, we found a story that, <laughs> that goes that in a ranch named Las Brisas, one night, a family man who was usually calm and level-headed terrified his family by running around enraged and waving his machete around. Oh, this feels, this sounds like my family. <laughs> this sounds like my family. Uh, so, so I'm just picturing it like this really calm, level-headed guy. He never gets angry. And then you see him running around with a machete. Like his family must have been terrified. They must have been shocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after he finally calmed down, he told them that he was laying down on the hamaca or the hammock when something or someone swung the hammock so he would hit the wall. <gasps> so this not so they pushed him. So he pushed him. So he was like swinging. Someone was swinging the hammock. So the, the person in it was just hitting the wall consistently because it wasn't just <laughs> once. He, it happened multiple times. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which I love. Um, so it's like, this also sounds like my family. <laughs> 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 Well, my reference point was the sleeping bag murder scene in Friday the 13th. I don't know. I can't remember which Friday the 13th is, if it's the first one or later ones. But there's someone in the sleeping bag. And he just, he does the Hulk thing where he just like slams them. Yeah, he like grabs them and hits them against the tree. And it's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like that. But he was in his little hammock and just was being beat against the wall. Wow. So people around the ranch tried to figure out what had happened. And the conclusion that they came to was that there was probably a spirit or spirits that were connected or bewitched onto the hammock. So they were somehow attached to the hammocks themselves. Mm. And the guess that maybe someone died in a hammock and now their (laughs) spirit is a duende that hurts people that are in hammocks. (laughs) That's. Such a specific ghost. I know. I love that. Like, I love that this person hated hammocks so much he kept falling off of them or whatever. That he became a duende that now haunts hammocks and just, like, fucks with people that are on hammocks. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a pretty good... I would just burn the hammock, honestly. I would just burn They're it. They're so comfortable. <laughs> well, but they go... Like, the assumption, I think, is they made is that the, the duende would go from hammock to hammock. So he was attached to hammocks. Gotcha. So in general. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So to prevent that from happening, so per- to prevent from people or the one that messing with the hammock, people in Chiapas don't sleep in the hammock overnight is the legend wow. uh, or the folklore around it. That is so random. Because yeah. I swear my family, I think uh, instead of beds in some of their rooms in El Salvador, it's just hammocks. Yeah. that's They're I really common them. in like Southern Mexico and then Central and South america so i imagine that that's why it makes sense that there's a legend about hammocks like if you don't tie them up the the when the hammock is going to come and take the the hammock away or whatever yeah that's so interesting Mm -hmm. well another story 
comes from, um, or not another story, but like the legend uh, around Duendes in El Salvador. Uh, so it is believed Duendes obsess over beautiful women in El Salvador and tend to follow them around. According to the website Leyendas de Salvador, they explain the legend. El Duende is a spirit that falls in love with a beautiful young woman and starts obsessively stalking them, which is terrifying. I know. <laughs> Sounds like a general <laughs> he, creeper, but whatever. Call him Duende. Yeah, I know. I was like, I was reading it and I was like, this sounds like just a man. Um, <laughs> so he really socks them. Like he does not leave them alone. The only way to get rid of this type of duende is once he starts stalking you is to not shower. You should do unhygienic things and really just do anything that might gross him out. So don't wash your butt. Don't wash your ass. Just have a dirty ass. Um, and he's going to leave you alone. Uh he has really high standards. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> Honestly. Like, he's the one doing the stalking, and then you forget to take a shower, and he stops. That's not love. That's not love. That's, yeah. I mean, what a, what a bastard. <laughs> um, and so they do list uh, one specific encounter where the duende actually obsessively stalked a young woman, and he wouldn't leave her alone. One night, she ran away from home, and they found her in the school's sewing room with about 50 pins in her body. And she just kept screaming and screaming, tell him to leave me alone. Wow, that's creepy. Yeah. Like what, like sewing pins? Like the ones with the little like... Yeah, like the little heads the on them. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God, that's creepy. It's not clear if she put the pins in herself as a way to gross out the duende or if the duende did it. Either way, the story goes that a few weeks after that event, the young woman disappeared overnight, and no one ever saw her again. I'd imagine that's really irresponsible, <laughs> that they let this woman <laughs> out of their sight. I, I was going to ask, who is the res- irresponsible party in here? Because really, it would be the duende. But It was the duende, but... Uh, why would they just let her what did she do just like let her run you know run off by herself into the dead of night like keep an eye on her <laughs> there's a duende stalking her yeah more reason to keep an yeah. eye on her <laughs> no exactly I have no idea I don't I don't know but that is terrifying um, so they're not cute yeah. anymore huh no they're not cute I mean I didn't think they were that they, I knew they were mischievous I said they do tiny crimes with tiny hands like <laughs> well tiny crimes sounds cute like the hammock one was kind of cute <laughs> the hammock one was what if you got a concussion okay? he seemed fine he was waving a machete around <laughs> I guess that's, that's true. true having 50 pins though completely different level yeah. So Belize also has their own version of duendes. In some Mayan dialects, the duende is called um, Nukustat. Um, so oh. according to the website Mexico Unexplained, the duende in this context is a short, hairy humanoid that usually wears a sombrero. And often <laughs> he ha- he's been described as carrying a stick or machete um, and is wearing rags or animal skins. Wow. I, so I, I love all the regional differences. You don't know the regional differences? I love like all what the regional they look like? re- differences. Oh, you like the regional differences? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, they are very interesting. <laughs> so in the in the Valise region, the Duende has been described as a creature perpetually engaged in mischief. Uh, but he's not all yep. bad. There have been cases where they have rescued lost people in the forest and then kidnapped them. Oh my, what? <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes they help people and sometimes I guess they're like, nah, you're not, you're not going anywhere. So some people they help and some they don't. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's really creepy too because you don't know which way he's gonna or the, the little creature's gonna go. Yeah. You know, is it gonna... Help me out, or is it going to just take me away? Who knows? And the major problem, too, with Wendis is that they prefer to take or kidnap children. Not surprised. So a lot of people, a lot of families use the duende as a way to scare children not to play in the forest alone or not to go into dangerous places because it is said that he may kidnap kids and take them into a cave where he holds them hostage. Usually the duende is male. The duende. Oh, okay. So they're male characters. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's always men who are like a li- like evil in these in these or like, it like a lot of my monsters. Like the majority of monsters are usually male. Yeah, and they're usually evil. Uh that's interesting though. I figured they kidnap children because they're easier to kidnap because they're, <laughs> they're so much. <laughs> and I'm um, they're more trusting too. That's true, and you can lure them away. Yeah. So that's interesting, and then. There is also the legend of the Chaneke. And the Chanekes are kind of like duendes, but they actually date back to pre-Hispanic times. According to multiple websites like Mexico Desconocido, the myth of the Chaneke comes from Mexican and Mayan culture. So they can be found in the states of Chiapas, Tabasco, Veracruz, and uh, the Yucatan. Uh, there are different descriptions of its appearance, though. So some say that they are like people who are about three and a half to four foot tall. They have backwards feet, yet again, a deformed body. Not sure what that means, though. <laughs> yeah. That was, I was just like, like how, okay, sure. Yeah, they're deformed, I yeah. guess. I don't know, that he hunches, maybe? I, like, that's what I assumed they meant, but who knows? Who knows? And then, and that they have a tail and are missing one ear. Huh. Yeah. I mean, the def- I guess the deformity would be missing an ear or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know if there was something else. But yeah, these are different from the other duendes um, that we read about. Yeah. And some say it's a little person that has a face of a child and sounds like a child. But when you get a little bit closer and look, they have an old man face. Wow. Catfishing. Sounds like me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true, though. That's very true. How dare you? <laughs> You're the one that's <laughs> Yeah, but I could say it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just keep thinking that they're like weird catfish. Like the the one that's they're like, oh no, I'll totally help you out. And then they like turn into horrible people, human or horrible creatures. Yeah, and then they just kidnap yeah. you. They're like, Yeah, I'll I'll help you out. I'll 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 rescue you and then uh take you away and You'll never see your family again. It's like, yeah, what? Exactly. <laughs> you did a 180 there. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? What changed? <laughs> uh, so according to the blog Ishkaret, the word chaneke comes from the Nahuatl word owikan chaneke that translates to the one who lives in dangerous places. Um, and it's unclear where they originated from, 
but some trace it back to the Totonac culture, which then mixed with the Mexica and also had contact with Mayan cultures. So that's kind of how it spread in the Americas. Um, and their duty, specifically in this context, like other cryptids we've seen, is to protect nature, like forests, rivers, jungles, and wildlife. And then uh, if you mess with the Chanekes, they have to the ability to curse you and make you sick. Uh, <laughs> of course. Which, I mean, if you're messing with the forest, I don't blame the Chaneke. Yeah. I think yeah, they have a right to do that. If people are like polluting or whatever, they should, the Duenda should, the Chaneke should get them. Exactly. Uh, the Chanekes also have the power to make you lose your tonal, meaning the fate or luck that you were born with. So it's, it was believed that everybody brought like a tonal with them. And the Duende or the Chaneke can make you lose that. Oh, I read somewhere that it was, it was, tra- maybe this is a different translation of Donal, but maybe like a soul. Like they were saying, you could lose your soul. And then if you don't have a soul, you eventually die. I think that's it. Like it's, it is your, your, your fate, like your, your position in life. It's almost like they take your spirit. If we want to. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. So then you're unlucky. Yeah, Exactly. Like, then, then you're screwed. You don't have your fate. You have nothingness. Oh, that's not cool, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not cool, Duende. I know. Okay. So, other cryptids. Before we transition to our surprise, we wanted to share one more cryptid that is on the opposite of the height scale from the Duende. So, someone I am very envious of, I'm sure. <laughs> um, the Duende is traditionally very short, under four or three feet at least. But there are legends of giants and Bigfoot-like creatures. One of those creatures is called uh, the Sisi Mite, who is found in three states in Mexico, Campeche, Chiapas, and Quitana Ru. There is overlap in the states that have Chaneques and Sisi Mites. Interestingly enough, they also live in other countries like Colombia and Belize, for example. Mexico Unexplained says that the Sisimite has also been called the Olmec Ape, which is a really interesting yeah. title, based on a figurine found at an Olmec archaeological site in the state of Campeche. The figurine dates back 2,000 years. That's a long time. Yeah, and we can definitely share um, images on social media uh, because we're doing monsters for Halloween, and one of the monsters is actually the myth that in Mexico there were giants because... Spaniards found big animal bones and they thought it was giants but it's also because it was part of the myth like people like like Sisimites oh yeah the Sisimite is like a very um I also looked into it because I I was posting about it on online and did what it was one of our monsters for the month because we were trying to do a monster every single day and we were pretty successful um yeah (laughs) there's a lot out there so we, we we were pretty good yeah, we had a pretty good list. Um, and so I was looking into it, and yeah, it just looks like a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And so the legend of the Bigfoot is has been around for a very long time. Yeah. So, yeah, so they're, they, they, they are ape-like, and they are covered in fur, just like Bigfoot, just like our North American cousin. Um, <laughs> and these creatures do not like humans and act hostile towards them. They also kidnap people. Wow. <laughs> What is it with kidnapping? Oh, that's right. Now I'm recalling what I read about the Sisi Mite. They, like, kidnap women. 
and rape them. Oh shit. Yeah. So I I guess you didn't read uh like a ton of stuff like on the Sisimite, but I, I kinda went down a rabbit hole when I was looking <laughs> I for I think that's monsters. the problem. Once you start researching these like creatures, you go to different tangents and next thing you know you're like, wait, which one was I looking for? Yeah, I was like, what What was I originally talking about? Um, but yeah, the Sisimite, what it does is uh, it lives in like really high craggy areas mm. up up um, in like, I think it said in like the Colombia and stuff like that. And like really, really hard to reach places, like super high re- reach places. And uh, they only descend to kidnap women to mate with them and then have these like half- human half sisimite babies what happens to the babies and the women i don't remember <laughs> i don't think i don't think there was any explanation to what happened to the women afterwards because in those stories they're always kind of like eh she got kidnapped yeah and then she gave birth yeah <laughs> i mean i'm assuming she yeah. died because if this is like a giant creature she would have a giant baby yeah that's true and a furry little baby i don't ugh. yeah so yeah, for some reason they come down and they just kidnap. They just kidnap specifically women. Oh, that's so disgusting. All right, Sisimitas and Duendes are uh, creepers. Let's keep away from them. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're the creepers of the uh, folklore and folklore world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so finally we get to the weird connection that we discovered while doing research. Uh, we actually found a connection between Duendes and Mexican wrestling. What? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So I'm going to talk a little bit about wrestling. Uh, firstly, we've mostly been talking about duendes that have uh, Spanish or Mexica influences. Um, and then there are Mayan duendes, and they're called aluches. Oh. Yeah, in some mythologies, the aluche is the first inhabitant on Earth. Um, in pre-Hispanic times, it was believed that the aluches could be created by shamans. So you could, So you would have to create like a small clay figurine. And then you would bring it to life. You would have to drop, um, pour drops of your own blood on the clay figurine. Oh, that's interesting. So it's almost like a Jewish golem. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So you create like a a small figurine. You put uh, blood drops on it. You let it rest for nine nights. Um, After that, you cover it with a mixture of honey and wildflowers. And then you let it rest for another nine days. And then it'll come to life and... You'll notice it because things will be moving around the house and things like that. Wow. Uh, That's awesome. I know. It seems like a simple recipe. Maybe we should try it. I'll try it. I mean, I'll, mine, mine is going to look ugly, though, because I am not good at clay. It's going to look all deformed and crap. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, okay, so that's the other thing. They're, even though they're, like, alive, that doesn't mean, and you created them, that doesn't mean that they're indebted to you. So you actually have to get them to like you before they start acting for you. So you have to... Like a child? Like, this. what's the difference? (laughs) So you have to leave out sweets for them, corn, and pozole. Mm. That way you can train it to like you and then do things for you. Yes, perfect. Yeah, they're supposed to be good luck. So for example, if you're a farmer, you leave um, a a luche under the oldest tree Mm. on your land. Or in a house that you made specifically for the aluche. Uh, you feed it daily until it disappears. Then you will be protected for seven years. Oh my gosh. That's, that's when it gets interesting. Because after seven years, 
the door to the aluche home must be sealed off during the day in order to trap the aluche inside and preventing him from becoming evil. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So after seven years, it'll go rogue on you if you don't trap it. Wow. So you have to be like put on put like a calendar reminder. Remind me seven years to trap this fool. Exactly. <laughs> Tell your family in case you die. Everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put in your will. Put in your will. Yeah. And some okay, this is the cutest thing ever. Sometimes they have a pet. So in some versions of the story, the Lucha is accompanied by a tiny dog. A tiny Dog, I love that. Yeah. So the poor luches, though they never sleep, but they use their oh. insomnia to torture people. Oh God! Okay. Yeah. So they are still mischievous. So if they catch you sleeping or distracted, they'll scare you. So it's not big. Like it's not. They're not gonna kidnap you, but they'll just give you a good spook. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. I can I can use this good spook once in a while. Yeah. If they go into your house while you're asleep, they have the power to make you sick. So. You have to make sure that they like you no matter what. Because if they, like, caress your face, you'll feel like a cold breeze. And then the next Ugh. few days, you'll develop fever and vomiting. Oh, and I hate vomiting. So, yeah. no, absolutely not. Tell me about it. I gotta get this fool to like me. <laughs> I know. That's, yeah. So, obviously, the Aluche is, like, a fascinating Mayan myth. But it's also the name of a wrestler. So, oh. Yeah. So Aluche, spelled with a S-H instead of an X, uh, is also known as the Aluche de Peluche, <laughs> which I love, uh, or El Duende Maya. Most recently, he changed his name to Quemonito. Quemonito? Yeah. <laughs> Why Quemonito? Like, like he's... He's like, oh, Quemonito, so cute. Oh my god. It's like when you say Quemonito. Mm-hmm. Que monito, like what a what a little monkey or what a doll wow. too, like a yeah, oh that's right, yeah. monito yeah yeah so right. so the, the he's a mini luchador, um and little people wrestlers in Mexico are really popular, um ah. yeah so and oftentimes they have wrestling battles between them, um and sometimes they're mascots for other wrestlers, um Aww. as well. So Aluche's costume, and I remember this when I was doing research for the episode, I was like, Aluche sounds so familiar. And then when I was looking more into it, it's the the wrestler and he would wear this, he looked almost like a, oh shoot, what are those characters? Ewok. Oh, a little Ewok. He looks like oh, a little Ewok. interesting. Uh, but white instead of brown, like white and then like some silver oh. stuff and a mask over it. Wow, white is a is a... For a wrestler, dangerous color. Dude, I know. Uh, so Get sturdy, dirty, dirty, drop out a hat. You can see hat. how dirty he got. Um, ah. So in the case of Aluche, he was the mascot or faithful companion for Mexican wrestler named Tinieblas. Oh, um, what does Tinieblas mean? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. Tinieblas is like weather related, like thunder, lightning. Like that's the oh, okay, list. yeah, because niebla is like, yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I figured. Okay, cool. Um, so Aluche was introduced to the public in 1988 and was quickly really, really popular. And I remember him watching him on TV. Did you? Yes. Oh my god, I remember watching Aluche. Um, he never wrestled on his own, uh, like other members of the Mini Estrella division of the Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre, which is the 
Wrestling Federation in Mexico. Um, yeah, but there's a whole mini Estrella division that they created of, of small wrestlers and or dwarf wrestlers, little people wrestlers. What? Yeah. Uh, and they're super athletic. Like, the acrobats that they do is are amazing. I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, yeah, they're probably very, very skilled at what they do. So, uh, but the Nieblas never wrestled, or Aluches never wrestled. He preferred to be kind of like a mascot or sidekick. And so he and Tinieblas not only wrestled together, but they were in movies, TV shows, and even had comics. Like El Santo. What? Yeah. Uh, so in the comic book they have for Tinieblas, Aluche has a, the most adorable backstory connecting him more to his Mayan roots. Ah. Yeah. So in the comic, they say Aluche was born in 1767 in Ciudad Anahuac in Chibalba. A reference to the Mayan underworld of Chivalva. So he was born. The character in the, in the comic book. Yeah, he was born in the underworld. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So in his youth, he wanted to be a warrior, but wasn't accepted because of his short stature. So when he met the Nevelas, they became friends and started fighting against injustice together. Um, so that was like the comic book narrative. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And in the comic book, and I think in the movies and TV show appearances that he did, he had magical powers. Like, he would, like, sap people. Oh, my God. Like a Pokemon or something? Like... Sort of. Like the... Yeah. Like the... I, I immediately thought of Pikachu and his little, like... Um, like lightning or whatever. Lightning. Yeah, yeah. Lightning powers or, like, zap, zap, zap. You know? But, like, a... You know. I, a tiny wrestler. Yeah, I'll need to find uh, videos and I'll share it on social media. But this is my favorite story. So, okay. I tried to find a video of this. I could not. But in 2004, Aluche defeated a mini estrella. So he actually fought and he defeated a mini estrella known as Pequeño Saddam or Little Saddam. And then he forced <laughs> him to unmask. <gasps> and I, I mean, that's a big thing, right? Yeah. That's a huge thing because that's your identity. So if you're forced to take your mask off as a wrestler, it's like that character is dead. You have to create a new story or, or like revamp yourself. Um, I don't know why little Saddam had a mask on, but <laughs> I couldn't find video. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, okay. But there's another favorite story that I have. <laughs> <laughs> you lied you said the other story was your I favorite know. this is a good one too okay so at okay, one okay. point uh pierrot jr's group los boricuas kidnapped aluche and in a comedic segment threatened to boil him in a giant pot and eat him if tinieblas and tinieblas jr did not agree to their terms oh. So they ended up not boiling him because they they were like, he's going to taste disgusting. So they offered Aluche women candy and money to join their team. And he did. But he had to swear allegiance to Puerto Rico. <laughs> oh, my God. So he took the offer and for a short while joined Los Boricuas wearing Puerto Rican inspired clothes um, as he helped the, the Rudo team. So the Boricuas are the Rudos, the bad guys. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, that storyline ended and he was back with Tinieblas. So, yeah. This is from the Aluches Wikipedia page. I just love that so much. That he just went, and all right, I'm Puerto Rican now. <laughs> I'm joining the Puerto I'm, Ricans. <laughs> I'm 
during the Puerto Ricans. Yo soy una boricua now. Like, what? So that's the Um, weird connection between duendes and uh, wrestling. That's awesome. I didn't even know all that stuff. That's cool. I think when you finished the script, I didn't, I either glossed over that part or just did not see it. I'm glad because it's weird. It is super weird. Oh my gosh. And I love that they're called mini mini estrellas. Yeah. They're they're really famous. Like they're they're really famous. Wow. I wonder if there's drinks that I can go to Mexico and get drinks like named after them. You <laughs> maybe, know what I mean? like maybe in Mexico City and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I wanna go I wanna go and see it that now. <laughs> All right. Well, that's basically our episode. Thank you everyone for listening. We it was kind of short, but we worked a lot this month on a bunch of other stuff and were unable to provide um, a longer, more in-depth story. But hopefully, you know, we'll be around for another Halloween next year, so we'll be doing more. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so part of the reason why is because I got a new job and, I, and this job entails me to travel a lot. So if you see delays or anything like that, I apologize. It's just, I'm traveling a lot. And oh my God, the story for today. Ugh. Should I even tell the story about like Memo? <laughs> no, they have to see, we have to tell them about the announcement about the break and then they have to, you're hooked. They have to come back. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we're taking, we're also, the other announcement that we have is we're taking a break. We usually do take a break at the end of the year because we're just so busy. Um, and with this new job, and I'm also going to Ireland for two weeks this November. So I'm going to be gone <laughs> for a while. And so we're taking a break until the end of January. So our new episode in the new year will happen in February. However, we are still releasing episodes from Patreon. So Patreon, we've been recording Monsters After Dark, and they're shorter episodes. But uh, because of that, we're going to be releasing two every month. So just FYI. Um, just so you know. And yeah, that's basically the only announcements I have besides our merch store. So, but I already talked about that. Yeah. Thanks everyone for joining and have a very spooky October. Yes. Very, very spooky October. Don't do what I did where I let my cat out and he got stuck with a dog in a yard and I had to freak out this whole today. <laughs> this happened today. I was just, and then he peed on himself Aww. and he was covered in piss and he was very afraid. Oh my God. And he's basically like the mini mascot of the podcast. I wanted to make him into a mascot. <laughs> he really is now. Poor little Memo. Yeah, because he's, yeah, his name is Guillermo and his nickname is Memo and he, um, he is named after uh, Guillermo del Toro and uh, Guillermo de la Cruz from What We Do in the Shadows. So he, yeah, he has big shoes to fill. He does. He has to be an actor or a director. <laughs> <laughs> both are troublemakers, I'm sure. Yeah, both are troublemakers. <laughs> but I love this episode of Duendes, so thank you again for listening to us. Uh, you can also support us if you... Uh, want to by purchasing any merch we have um, from our Redbubble store, joining our Patreon, or you can also leave us a review. Um, and if you have any monsters, creatures, or legends you want us to cover, let us know. We This one was inspired by someone mm-hmm. sending us um, uh, on a DM. <laughs> they sent us an ask. And so you can connect with us on social media, at Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we also have TikTok. 
and on our website at monstraspodcast.com. And that's basically it, guys. Have a very, very, very happy Halloween. Halloween. All right. Bye. And don't let a duende kidnap you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>